those are your gaming headphones? No, I just uh, wear these. You look all like time. you're about to call a sports game for the radio broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Miami Dolphins are on the twenty. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I just love you guys so much. I want you guys to be like ingrained in my ears. You know. Yeah. No, I like it. It's cool. That feels very special, Josh. I think um, you hold the record for the largest earmuffs on the affiliate marketing show. Yeah, 100%. All right, American Airlines 425, you're going to turn <laughs> runway two left. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Josh coming to you with another episode of the Affiliate Marketing Show. Please be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to stay up to date on all the latest affiliate marketing news, tips, and trends. Per usual, I'm Josh from OfferVault.com, the industry's largest aggregator of all things affiliate marketing. We also have the call daddy, Adam Young, as well as the industry legend, Harrison Gewurz, plus founder of new company, Be Kept Up, and front runner for best hair in the industry, Josh Kopak. What's up, Josh? How are we doing? Good, man. Can't complain. You know, maybe we just refer to me as other Josh, and we'll call you like Josh number one. And, uh, you know, I'm okay bowing to you too, if, if need be. No, no, it's cool. People, I'm, I'm very uninvolved in this production. So I don't think you we could even be have to regular Josh and that could be Josh that for some reason has records. Yeah, that's fine. We can go with that. I, I don't even listen to them. It's honestly just for show to make me look cool on this show. Josh, uh, regular <laughs> Josh, regular Josh, or maybe we'll just call you a co-pack, whatever. Uh, I know you and Harrison go way back. We typically don't talk about origin stories on the show by request of Adam, but we're going to make an exception today because it sounds like you and Harrison have a little bit of an interesting history. Uh, you know, we kind of jokingly referred to it as the good old days, but how did you meet Harrison and how did you guys kind of get started in the industry? Don't together? lie. We met two weeks ago. No, <laughs> oh, man. It's kind of jumbling my brain. Harrison, do you, can you help me with that? Besides, like, we were Hold both on. teens in the industry, what, 2007, we, 2008? I can tell you that we, I'm going to go. Hold on, honest. hold on, hold on. I can do this whole story for you both. Josh doesn't remember. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we met because our affiliate manager was was Jeff from Kopiak. And wow, yeah. I, I have a good memory. And we got stupid high and went to sushi in San Francisco and at <laughs> San Francisco at the Okura Hotel. And we had just met and we ate a lot of sushi and he was like pissed about his expenses. Like the affiliate manager dude was like, shit. Okay, so a few things guys. to correct there first off, which corroborates uh, Harrison's story about getting high in San Francisco. Uh, Hotel Nico, first off, restaurant Anzu. And I think you may have left dinner early, if I remember correctly. I don't remember that part. I never <laughs> leave early. I never leave Japanese food early. I finished that shit. We closed well, we, the restaurant. I remember down. that. We did have a hot rock and all that fun stuff. But yeah, we were like two of the two of the scrappy teens in the industry, you know, going to high school and then coming home and working until ungodly hours. And, you know, I know for myself, I was sleeping in school. Um, couldn't take it exactly seriously, but Harrison was like one of the original, I don't know, like seven of us, maybe. Was it like day. a big deal to meet another like teen back then? Like, were you, was it rare? And were you like, oh, I got to get to know this guy because I'm 
you know, so young, there's not as many young people like me, or was he just like another guy? I mean, like, how did you approach that at that age? A little bit of each. I mean, it was weird because like, I didn't even, like, I was just hitting puberty as I was entering the industry. Like, <laughs> I was you know, just hitting puberty. You know, like, it was a matter of, like, I didn't know what I wanted, life priorities, life goals, any of this. And then it was like, I'd be with founders and co-founders and CEOs and, you know, former C-suite members at Fortune 500 companies. Were like, you just had to figure it out. So I think it was relatable to have people like Harrison in the room and be like, you know what, he's probably going through some of the same things I am and figuring it out. And, uh, you know, that always excited me. And like, we were in the industry and we couldn't even legally drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? It there's was a, well, there's a way though, Josh. Well, yes, there may have been some double fisting of drinks at a lot of company parties, but that's, uh, <laughs> you, you know, we got out of our system young. Now I don't drink, which is funny enough. Um, you know, but I, I think it was just relatable for me to see someone like Harrison in the room and be able to just hang out and talk and be like, wait, he doesn't even have facial hair. I don't have facial hair. Um, you know, we're both figuring things out. I like it, man. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this space. You know, we won't spend too much time on it, but um, I know I see in these notes you mentioned today, just last minute that some, you know, some part of like yoga and meditation played a part in your mental health, especially during that time for you, which is something like I love to talk about in life and on the show. So maybe walk us through like what that time of your life looked like business wise, life wise, and how those two kind of merged together. Yeah. Let me sum up uh, about seven or eight years in a minute or two. Um, yeah. Started in the industry 2007. Didn't want to be bagging groceries. Wanted a different way to make money. Uh, there were incent players in the space like SWAT Cash, Treasure Trooper, uh, Instant Dollars, you know, a bunch of those guys. And I would complete offers, make money at, I don't know, 13 years old, get checks or PayPal uh, in my account. And I figured, well, if they're doing this, why can't I? And literally met a stranger on the internet in a forum, the best place to meet a business par partner, by the way. Uh, that's where I met Rishib. And, you know, we joined up and created RipsWallet.com, sold that. Uh, flipped it into an affiliate network and, you know, really successful. Didn't exactly know what accounting was, financial management, uh, record keeping, you know, payment scheduling, all these different fun things and crashed it. And, you know, looking back, I think that was one of the best lessons of my life to, to learn it that young. But yeah, I've hopped around the industry for quite some time, uh, created networks, run agencies, been in the incense space, you name it. Um, but how yoga and meditation came along really was, uh, I believe I got into politics right after high school and I was just running for like a local zoning board, uh, five and a half billion dollar grand list in Connecticut. And, uh, you know, when you speak up and you go against party lines, uh, there's people that don't like you and people that, uh, want you to go away, uh, you know, whether through words or other actions, but, you know, that really led me into a path of needing to sustain and realizing that, uh, you know, you need to pace yourself. Otherwise, you're going to eventually burn out. And if you burn out, you can't give anything. And yes, took a couple yoga classes, ended up signing up for a teacher training, uh, completed a teacher training. And, you know, it's still a very integral part of my life every morning when I wake up. So just yoga, meditation, get the head on straight, sauna, cold plunge, all that fun stuff. And uh you know, we're in, we're in it for a marathon, not a sprint. And I think, you know, that's, do you own, done. do you own your own cold plunge? Like, you know, those little portable ones, have you, have you gotten into that or you go somewhere to do it? 
So I'm on two acres and in our backyard, we have uh, a plunge. It's like, I think they were featured on Shark Tank. Plunge is the unit. And then uh, my wife was generous to get me a sauna for my 30th birthday. So we have that right. How do you like the plunge unit? I was actually uh, just looking at them yesterday uh, for our balcony here at Ringba's new mastermind and health spa house. (laughs) (laughs) Get it. Get it. Torture each other. Have fun. Do you feel like it it. makes? Well, let me. Yeah, yeah. Hold hold on a second. I want to rewind here for a second. So, Josh, you know, I thought I thought it was really interesting. I didn't realize you were into yoga. Um, I did yoga lattes yesterday, hot yoga lattes at 105 degrees here in a studio in Miami. And last night at dinner, Harrison and I were out with some friends, and uh, this friend of Harrison's basically refused to want to go to a yoga class and said it wasn't hard and, you know, it was hippie and it was going to be boring and, and whatever. And, uh, I just wanted to share with you. I argued with her first and foremost until she agreed to come to a class, but yoga really changed my life, uh, and helped me learn to focus better and get more mental clarity and really learn discipline Um, I like Bikram yoga a lot, but I I like all different types of yoga. And it also, as a marketer, helps me straighten out my back because of how much time we sit in front of computers. You know, I'm pushing 40 here. I'm 39. I'm turning 40 here pretty soon. And I literally have given myself scoliosis and kyphosis from grinding so hard on the computer. And so like yoga is the only thing that's been able to really help with my back and I go to the gym still like I love to lift and do all those things but like having a healthy yoga practice really changed my life and so um I'm just curious like talk to me about maybe some of the the your yoga schedule and like how you leverage it to to get those same benefits I have no doubt you're getting to the same benefits yeah so I mean first off I do kundalini yoga uh and meditation I don't know if you're familiar um mm-hmm. so it's kind of a combination of a lot um but how I get benefits and what I do is really fresh out of bed in the morning before I do anything else you know I'm guilty of checking my phone before I do it that's probably the one thing um you know check emails check text this that kind of get my head on straight and, and focus uh what I'm going to need to accomplish for the day but yeah literally fresh out of bed go in I do a kriya uh, in meditation, uh, takes about 20, 25 minutes. And, you know, sometimes I'll do so on and plunge right after other times I'll wait till the afternoon, but that's literally my fuel for the day. That's my breakfast is how I refer to it. And if I don't eat breakfast, uh, I'm going to go the rest of the day hungry and maybe hangry and, uh, you know, pretty unfocused. So it's, it's changed my life through a lot, whether it's health challenges, whether it's, uh, understanding myself better relationship dynamics, business, uh, you name it. I mean, everything to your point about posture, you know, we're all hunched over a computer for way too long. Uh, you know, we're stagnant in our lungs and holding everything in and we just need to get up and move. And I think that's, uh, you know, where people like, like, you know, everyone here and even myself, we differentiate and, you know, can have an advantage in terms of energy and clarity. This is one of the things I'll be teaching at a personal development course we're putting together uh, at the new mastermind spot. And that is to change the priorities in in one's life. I think that a lot of people in our industry and really business in general, they prioritize their business or their wealth, so to speak, as number one. And in reality, the priority chain should be health, education, 
relationships and then wealth, because if you take care of your body, your mind, educate yourself and focus on having great relationships with not only, you know, your significant other, but other people in your life, your business partners, your employees, your team, like the money will just appear at that point for business people. And so I, I think it's so incredible that you get up in the morning and you focus on uh, your health first thing before you head out into your day. And uh, I'm going to do a lot of work to try and convince our customers and people who participate in our programs to do exactly that, to shift their priority to their health. Because um, we all have the same amount of time in the day. I have the same amount of time as you. You have the same amount of time as Elon Musk. And just really, the question is, what we get out of that time is what we make time for and what our priorities are for. So I think it's really cool that you do that and you make it a point um, to do it every day. And, and obviously, you're not 100%. None of us are. Yep. But like the, as close as we can get to that is is really where we'll get accelerated results. And I, I don't think people truly realize how focusing on your health can really improve your business uh, and your financial gain as well. So, Josh, I didn't uh, know you no longer drink. That's awesome. Uh, in 20 days, I'll actually have a year of sobriety if I make it there. But I'd love to catch up with you. I'm sure you would agree that's had an incredible positive effect on my mental health. I haven't dived into the yoga game, although I've done it a few times, but I did dive into the meditation game a few years ago. You know, I wish I was better about sticking to it, but I am going on a four day silent meditation and yoga retreat next week. And uh, I'm sure you would love to hear about that. And I'm also curious, have you ever done anything like that? And do you have any tips for me going into that just to better my experience? Yes. Uh, so part of the Kundalini tradition, they celebrate summer solstice, winter solstice. Uh, so, you know, energetic points of the year where essentially, you know, uh, the ancients believe that they were energetic uh, centers. There's just more energy on the earth. So, you know, the answer is yes. In New Mexico, in the mountains outside of Española, uh, you know, 120 degrees. I'd go there every year for summer solstice three days of tantric yoga they call it so you're doing poses for anywhere from uh you know 31 to 62 minutes so they can literally have your arms out for 62 minutes uh and it's it's hell and then, you know you really face a lot and after you realize that you're like wait this is all mental this isn't physical this is completely mental and if i can get over this i can get over anything so um i've done that a couple times silent it's hard it's it, you know i'm not going to sugarcoat it it's hard uh after about 20 minutes you're going to want to communicate with your hands. You're going to speak without even realizing you're speaking. And it's just you and your mind, essentially. And you're kind of a witness to everything around you. But perception-wise, I think will be really interesting for you of what you'll perceive and how you'll perceive it and what you'll notice uh, subtly that you may not pick up on when you're arguably wasting energy talking. You know, you'll have that energy channeled. So, you know, kudos to you, man. It's not easy by by any means. Uh, I think even Aaron Rodgers went into, what, the cave, and then he came out early. Uh, you know, the darkness cave where he couldn't talk, he came out early. It's a battle, but, you know, I think it's I think it's going to be eye-opening. And, uh, you know, you look like a guru already with your plants there. And, no, uh, no, Harrison, and Harrison, and... Harrison is the guru. Please don't confuse gurus on this show. It's okay. a different type of guru, Josh. <laughs> and I will say, I, I know how much Adam crushes at yoga, but you see, I just like being in pain. It fuels me. So that's why I haven't gotten into yoga and I refuse to stretch. Well, hold, <laughs> hold on a second here. 
I just want you to know that I am in all sorts of pain from the class I went in yesterday. My groin hurts, my thighs hurt, my back it hurts, my arms hurt, my shoulders hurt. Bro, if you come to one of these classes, I guarantee you one thing, you're going to walk out fucked up. Honestly, this I'm more worried I'm more worried about the yoga on the retreat than I am the meditation. I'm sure that'll be tough, but like every time I do a yoga class, I'm the guy whose like legs are quivering and he ends up going to child's pose. So I'm I'm curious to see how I fare in that regard. What were you gonna say, Kopak? Nervous system reset. No, what Adam just said, this hurts, that hurts. It reminds me of uh what is it? Happy Gilmore. My fingers hurt. <laughs> I just had that play in my head when you said that. <laughs> uh Kopak. How about we talk a little bit about affiliate marketing and business? Uh, so I know you spent a lot of time with Protege. I believe that's how I'm supposed to pronounce it. Um, and you also drove $70 million in revenue over four years. So can you tell us a little bit about the company as well as what that process of driving that kind of revenue um, looked like what challenges were associated with it and how you kind of overcame those to actually hit that goal. Cause that's, that's impressive. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was with an agency in New York before I joined and, uh, you know, Lenny at protege at the time was a client and he kept telling me, come over, come over, come over. And the time just wasn't, wasn't right. You know, when you know, you know, I'm sure you guys can all relate to that. And uh, eventually the time was right. And that was after I got engaged to my wife. And I said, you know, what? I'm, I'm looking for something different. And, uh, you know, my intention changed and focus changed of what I was working for and who I was working for of, well, you know, now I'm going to be married. I'm going to have a family. Uh, and, you know, I think this is a big opportunity. So essentially, you know, protege, uh, you know, they've been around the space for, for quite some time, uh, about 600 person company. They own swag bucks, uh, my points, inbox dollars. Uh, you promise they recently acquired AdGate, and you know it's essentially loyalty uh, marketing. So you know you can sign up for a bank account and earn points and cash out for a gift card or you know PayPal or or what have you. Um, you know they have you know over 100 million members, uh, which is pretty incredible. And you know essentially they were looking for new advertisers, and that's why I was hired. So uh, you know they weren't really able to monetize fintech. Uh, before I was on board that, you know, they dipped in a little bit here and there, but a lot of the more uh, financially and, you know, uh, financially regulated clients, I'd say, were a little bit hesitant on loyalty and incent. Uh, so that's why I was brought in and, uh, you know, drove a lot of revenue for them, made a lot of great relationships, uh, you know, came in with like a $2 million goal, crushed it the first year, I think seven and a half. And, uh, you know, kind of, that was kind of the name of the game and the, and the story. So what were like the tools you used to crush those goals? I mean, like what are some tangible pieces of advice you could give to other affiliate managers out there or sales reps who are also trying to crush their goals? What was like the, the key differentiating factor for you that really took you and your results to that next level? Yeah, I'd say build trust, number one. And, you know, you build trust through being honest and setting boundaries. Uh, I think too many people try and pander and cater, especially in sales roles. And what happens is they get shot in the foot and they shoot their client in the foot and, uh, you know, you don't build a long-term relationship. So I think it's healthy to say no, number one, if something's doable or not. Um, and, and that's a complete sentence. So I'd say, you know, really build trust, separate yourself from everyone else out there. Everyone's selling something. How are you going to distinguish? How are you going to separate, um, you know, and, and especially selling something like, uh, 
you know, rewarded traffic. It's a lot different than selling email traffic or, uh, you know, arguably some first first party traffic and, and what have you. So you have to be pretty crafty in how you're selling it, how you're going about it. And, you know, I'm a big believer in crawl, walk, run. So get someone in the door, crawl, prove something out, prove a concept and start to walk. And, you know, when they're ready, you have the foundation of the relationship, start to run. So we'll talk a little bit about the new company, Be Kept Up. But before we do, I'm curious, you know, four years, $70 million in revenue. Like I said, that's super impressive. So what kind of led you to the decision to try something new? Because I think a lot of people at times in their career feel like they're being complacent or they're settling. They're not doing like, you know, what they're meant to be doing. Um, So like, how did you come to the realization and maybe it had nothing to do with that. Maybe it did. But I guess the question is, is like, what led you to make that change? Yeah, I think there were a few things that ultimately compounded at the same time. Uh, one was health. Uh, you know, full transparency. I was in a car accident last September 2nd. Uh, you know, kind of shook me up a bit. You know, I had a TBI. I had to take some time off. It was a traumatic brain injury. I had to take some time off of work. Uh, I had slipped discs in my neck, lower back. Uh, herniated discs, bulges. It's been, it's been a ride. So, you know, I've been to about 155 appointments in the past year. Um, and you know, when you go through something like that, I think priorities change. That's probably the largest reason for, you know, wanting to step away and realizing, wait, I have a limited time on this earth. I have a limited time in this body, uh, you know, limited time to work. Let me create something for myself in that way. And I think that's really what led into it is, you know, let me create this for myself and my family. And uh, this was a great stepping stone, had a great ride, you know, accomplished the impossible, arguably helped lead to a uh, acquisition from Great Hill Partners who purchased Protégé. Um, so, you know, for me, it was like, you know, all right, let's try something new. Let's have a new challenge. I have these relationships. I have this experience and, you know, I feel ready to, to create something that's going to last and going to, uh, you know, help people in a segment of the market where maybe there's an opportunity. Yeah. I, I have I, a question uh, for you, Josh. Shoot. About Protégé. So you mentioned, you know, when you started, you kind of were brought in because the, I guess you could say the stigma on incent was that the quality is lackluster. So, and, you know, you don't have to give the full recipe here, but how does a company like Protégé generate sales, leads, clicks, downloads, installs, whatever the hell it is that aren't garbage. Cause like when I was running a network, if we had in, and I actually, I forgot we, I ran an instant network, blam ads, yo. Yep. And uh, that's a pretty cool logo actually, now that I think about it. But um, you know, we didn't have the best of quality when we ran blam ads. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we, so we like, what, what's, space. how does, how, how does, how do how do you degenerate do that today? Like how how is that possible? Because when I think yeah, of so Vincent, I think of terrible quality. This is a ind- this is a cool logo, by the way. I'm just looking at it online. I like it. <laughs> Should we share the Some screen for everybody? <laughs> no, no, it's all good. <laughs> what were you gonna What were you gonna say, Josh? Yeah, I mean, look, there's obviously a stigma. Um, I'll speak for the industry as a whole with with Vincent rather than limit it to you know one party. Uh, Harrison, you're right. You know, I think a lot of people hear incent, hear loyalty. It's been a band or a dirty word. It's like a scarlet letter in a way. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be really crafty. So, uh, 
you know, you're not going to want to run things like, you know, traditional lead gen a lot of the times. And, uh, you know, let's say mobile gaming or fintech, you want to work down funnel. So what's working for an email publisher with they're getting paid on, let's say they're signing up for Chime Bank. Uh, you know, they're getting paid on an account open. That's fine for them. When you're dealing with loyalty, you might want to hedge that bet a little bit more and say, you know what, I'm interested in more of a down funnel event. I want you to be sticky. So we're going to pay you on a direct deposit and it has to meet these terms. Uh, same with mobile gaming. A lot of publishers get, you know, a CPI cost per install. They'll get paid on the install. And rather than that, with the, you know, incentive or loyalty, I'd recommend doing something tiered conversion. So, all right, we'll pay you this on a install. We'll pay you this on level five. We'll pay you this on level 10, pay you this on level 20. We'll pay you this on an in-app event. And, you know, it at least hits their benchmarks. That wasn't even possible. No. Send 10 years ago or you so. You couldn't have five pixels thinking. or, you know, five postback no. events in the past. And so, I mean, that's how I've seen a lot of success is more of a hard action as opposed to top of funnel event. So Josh, you said something just a little bit ago that I wanted to revisit real quick. You said, you know, about the accident, um, it changed your perspective on life and it put your priorities in a different order than maybe they were before the accident, you know, I've gone through something. I'm sure a lot of people have gone through something where they feel that way. And I've talked about this with other people and I'm curious to get your take, but I find it difficult to keep that mindset with time going on. I feel like you kind of, you kind of lose focus on that and like life happens again and you start taking things for granted again. So I'm curious about your take on like, how do you try and stay in that headspace to make sure your priorities stay where they are now and where they were after that traumatic experience to make sure that you don't fall back into those old ways of focusing on the wrong things? Yeah, I think first off, I'm human, just like everyone. Some days are easier than others. And, uh, you know, there's challenges. But I'd say, you know, that's where my practice comes in and realizing that this is long term. You know, there's a lot I can do in a day. Uh, I could sit in a computer for, you know, six, seven, eight hours, whatever it is, and sort of slug off and not get anything done. Or I could put four focused hours of, you know, intentional based hours in and get the same amount of work done and feel better about it. So I'd say, you know, practice, focus, intention. And I'm a big believer in writing down goals, writing down what you want, want to accomplish and, uh, you know, your why. And if you do that, I think more times than not, they're going to come true. Like it's, it's sort of a energetic pattern that you're setting by writing it down and you sort of have to hold yourself accountable. It's like, you're just putting it out there and it's like, all right, now I have to deliver on it. But you know, you, you can... know, I, I hate to cut you off here, but I, I mean, I have to tell a story that resonates with what you just said in a really big way. You know, I had a very traumatic event that happened to me like 90 days ago. And, you know, I'm happy to disclose it too. I split with a, a very long term relationship we had been together for 12 years and i thought what was really interesting about what you said is is the day that happened uh right after we agreed to part ways i i literally wrote a document that was who i want to become what i want to accomplish what i want to find what i want to build you know what i think i can do better and bigger and it's only been 90 days but i shit you not and I'm not going to go into the detail here, but Harrison may laugh. Like nine days after I landed in Miami, one of the things on there literally showed up. And I I couldn't believe it. And he's literally giggling. <laughs> and, um, and so like then 
I, I said, like, you know, we really love doing these mastermind events. I, I want to take it to the next level. I want to focus on this and hold, you know, way more events and, and really help people in the industry with their personal development and do those things. And I was like, we need to get a mastermind house. We need to do all those things. And we literally joked about one of the places that wasn't even for sale. Uh, like we could have that as a mastermind place and it would be perfect. And, and it was not for sale. I'm literally sitting in it right now. <laughs> and um, like, we've just done a whole bunch of things since that event that I wrote down in that document. And I've made so much progress towards it in only 90 days. I think it's kind of an unbelievable experience and progression that um, I've, I've gone through here. It's just like literally manifesting things out of thin air, but it only happens when you take the time to really think them through and to write them down and put a deadline on it. And um, there's a lot in that document I have not achieved yet, but just the the few things which are rather large kind of crazy things have already um, happened. And I'm really excited to pursue the rest of it. So uh, for those who are listening, if you're not writing down your goals, if you're not writing down what you want to accomplish, who you want to be, what what you want to create and putting a timeline on those things or a deadline on those things, you're really doing yourself a disservice because literally anything is possible. But um, if you believe something is not possible, you're 100 percent correct. But if you believe something is possible, you're also 100 percent correct. And and my hope is on this journey we are right now with with the mastermind residents that we're about to go down. Uh, my hope is we can really convince people and a lot of people of exactly these things and and get them to do it. Now, first off, congrats on you know uh, you know accomplishing and sitting in the exact place that you were thinking about. You know, sorry to hear about the the other news, but uh, you know, happy to hear that you're using it as fuel and sort of redirecting yourself. Uh, you know for the better. And, you know, the most important thing about this is you don't even have to write the the how. The how is irrelevant. You'll figure it out. You just have to write exactly. down the goal. So, Josh, I want to hear about this new business, Be Kept Up. I mean, as soon as you told me you started something new, I was already very excited to get you on here to hear all about it. So tell us a little bit about the actual business, what you guys are going to be focusing on or already focusing on if you're already, you know, up and running. Um, but I'm also really curious to hear about just the process of starting your own business and the challenges associated with that and how you've also overcome those just in the, you know, recent past. So what is Be Kept Up? Yeah. So hold on a second. This is an affiliate marketing show exclusive. First off, I haven't have an updated LinkedIn, have been talking behind the scenes. So we're breaking the news on this podcast and I hope everyone's absolutely yeah. honored. I, I am honored because we, we, we had dinner, like not dinner, but I had cheesecake and you had sliders about two months ago and we, discussed, <laughs> we talked about some of your goals and plans. So I'm, I'm loving that we get the exclusive fucking drop here. Yeah, man. It's like, it's like, I'm going to get the sliders. What are you going to get? I think I'm going to go with the cheesecake. That, that must've been a good environment. So breaking news, Josh is starting or has started a new company. Be kept up. Josh, tell us all about it. Yeah, sure thing. So uh, it's a digital agency. So there's, you know, four different elements of where we're going to operate. Uh, one is a traditional network. Uh, so, you know, bringing in advertisers and, and dealing with publishers, um, mainly fintech subscription space will be some mobile gaming. Uh, but besides that, there's agency services. So there's three arms of the agency services, just like the uh, pillar here that 
you know, it's hard to see on Zoom. Um, but the first one's a partnerships agency. So that's people who are just looking for referrals. Uh, you know, I keep seeing a lot of sales teams out there that, you know, don't have the expertise, don't have the relationships, uh, you know, don't want to hire, don't have the resources, whatever it is. Uh, you know, so we're essentially contracted to just send some intro emails to people that we know, uh, help work towards deals closing, wipe our hands clean. And, you know, both part, all three parties are happy. So partnerships is number one. Second one is sales agency. So sales agency just being, uh, you know, extension of their sales team, bring us on, you know, retainer plus uh, some sort of fee on, fee on spend. Uh, we'll close deals on your behalf you know, get them into your ops teams and, you know, sign IOs, all this fun stuff. Uh, you know, let's say that you're, uh, I don't know, you have a, you have a, a hub inside, you have a marketplace inside your, your mobile app and you need advertisers, you know, for it, we'll close deals on your behalf. Um, you know, bring them in. You don't have to worry about, you know, paying us benefits and this and that we're paid, you know, pretty much on performance besides a retainer. And we work out and accomplish a, you know, mutually decided sales goal on your behalf. Uh, you know, whatever revenue target that is, or, you know, amount of deals and, you know, we'll crush it for you. And the third arm of the agency is advertiser agency. So I'm sure, you know, everyone's familiar with, you know, the traditional OPM model out there of, you know, we'll manage your affiliate program and do affiliate uh, recruitment and manage your KPIs and your compliance and your ROAS goals and all that fun stuff. That's the third arm. I think, you know, that's, uh, it really has to be the right fit of who we're working with in order to sign up there because that's a lot more involved, uh, but nonetheless have experience doing that. And, uh, you know, I'm pleased to report we have three signings already as a whole for Be Kept Up uh, with two more out for signatures right now. So this is without even a website live announcing it, this, that. And, you know, I think it's proving that there's a need uh, beyond an internal sales team, ultimately for affiliate marketing deals and for access to people who have relationships in the industry. Congrats, bro. I have a feeling it's about to be like Black Friday at Walmart up in that bitch, dude. You're going to have a line. <laughs> Trampling. Jo Josh, yeah. I was going to ask, did you did you like see a need? Like, does, did this develop out of a need that you were seeing? Or was this more so like, I'm going to kind of create something around my strengths? Or was it a little bit of both? bit of both. I mean, I think during my time at Protege, really, you know, I'd talk with a lot of advertisers in the space and it was always, well, hey, do you know so-and-so or can you help me here? And I would just give referrals out of good faith. Uh, and it's funny, one of those referrals that I actually gave two years ago, I haven't talked to the guy since, he hit me up most re like recently and just said, hey, what are you up to? And, you know, kind of kind of talked about it with him. And he's like, all right, I want to hire you. It's like, okay. That was just from paying it forward, one act of good faith to him. Um, but there is a need, you know, there were a lot of times advertisers would be out there. They wouldn't know their own metrics, wouldn't be able to frame campaigns, wouldn't be able to really think of the nitty gritty or no other traffic sources. Um, you know, I forgot to mention that I can help with traffic sources too and affiliate recruitment. Um, it just seemed like there were a lot of people out there and, and, you know, they'd have one piece, but they're missing piece two and piece three to coherently tie it together. So, um, you know, I'd say that was the largest indicator uh you know behind really launching this and just seeing a need and as soon as i've reached out like i've kept it really close uh you know everyone's been really excited what have been like the biggest challenges just in the early stages of this process for you because i think if anybody's watching this who's kind of in that same stage it could be really beneficial for them to see how you've kind of dealt with those yeah. I mean, you're going to have to eat a poop sandwich or two, number one, and you're going to have to learn <laughs> to like it. Uh, 
you know, it's not easy. You have to get regulatory elements, you know, squared away, whether that's your LLC, your business, you got to get your tech, you got to have uh, capital for infrastructure, you got to go through everything from, uh, you know, legal and compliance with IOs and referral agreements to, you know, tech stacks to, uh, you know, making sure you're in touch with the right people. It's like all these things you don't think about, you're, you're soon forced to do. And it's like, all right, I want to go a million miles per hour, but I can't because I have to get rid of, I have to, you know, cross off these check marks and get this foundation built first. And those are the things that, you know, I think a lot of people get uh, disheveled by or, you know, demotivated by is really putting their heart and soul into it. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's another baby, you know, is, is how, is how you have to look at it. Um, you know, minus, I think the emotional element, I think a lot of people get really hung up on the emotional element, especially if it's, you know, your first, your second company, this, that Harrison, I'm sure, you know, you can attest to that is you sort of have to put emotions aside and just really focus on the principle and focus on what you want to attain and, uh, you know, put your all into it. So my, my last question for you, I don't know if the guys have anything else, but, uh, where can people find you at the next, you know, upcoming events or trade shows, you know, leading into the end of this year, beginning of next year, what are you planning on being at, um, promoting be kept up? Yeah. So I will be at, uh, FinCon down in new Orleans. That's a little bit later this month, about two weeks. It's a financial services and fintech conference. So a lot of uh, bloggers, affiliates, fintech advertisers, you name it. I'll be there. I'll be at the uh, good old Affiliate Summit West out in Las Vegas in January. So hope to see you guys there. And uh, for now, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn. And I will be launching my website probably by the time this is live. So bekeptup.com. And uh, yeah, would love to chat with you. and, you know, just explore. Well, for Josh from OfferVault.com, the call daddy, Adam Young, the industry legend, Harrison Gewurz, and founder of Be Kept Up, Josh Kopak. Let's make that paper. Let's make that dough. This was the Affiliate Marketing Show. We will see you guys next time. Affiliate Marketing.